0: in a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens till her boyfriend kicked her out in one of those crushing scenes. What was she to do?
1: Where was she to go? She was out on her fanny.
0: So over the bridge from Flushing to the Sheffield's door, she was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She had style, she had flair, she was there. That's how she became the nanny. Who would have guessed that the girl we described was just exactly what the doctor
1: prescribed? Now the father finds her regardless. Watch out, C.C. And the kid such She's the lady in red when everybody else is tan. The flashy girl from Flushing. the nanny named
2: Fran Hello everyone! Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White, and I am joined once again by my good friend, Steph DeWagoner. Say hello, Steph.
0: Hey, everybody.
2: Alright, so we are doing an episode of The Nanny from Season 1. I believe it's Episode 18 Idiot. called Sunday in the Park with Fran. Yes. Which, which is a takeoff of Sunday in the Park with George.
0: Yeah. How do you know that? I'm impressed you know that.
2: I just know the name. I don't. Is that a play? It's a musical. It's a musical? Then Yeah, I don't know anything about with
0: it. With Mandy Patinkin originally. Mm. Yes. So
2: I'm going to say this is the first episode of The Nanny I've ever seen. What? And it is god awful. <laughs> it is terrible. It is schlock Sitcom 101.
0: It is pretty typical 90s. Movie. And I thought
2: this was it, I thought this was 80s. I thought this is so schlocky and so over the top and so bad. I thought, oh, this is the 94. Uh, uh, yes, yeah. the dogs disagree <laughs> on how bad this is. This was it, terrible. It's,
0: it's, it's 90. Yep, this is 93, 93, 94. Um, it's uh, You've never seen. The I've nanny. never
2: seen an episode of the. I know who Fran Drescher right. is. I've seen clips of it. I, this is my first full episode of the Nanny, and it is.
0: I will terrible. say this: it's not the greatest episode of the Nanny, but it's not like they all of a sudden get dramatic. This is this is pretty much the Nanny. Yeah. Um, it's, it is over the top, but Fran Drescher's over the top, so the show's gotta be kind of over the top, you know? Well,
2: she she created it, too. She... What did she do before this?
0: Well, she, what did she do before this?
2: I know she was in UHF with Weird Al. She was in
0: Dr. Detroit. She
2: was in Dr. Detroit with Dan Aykroyd. she had
0: a small part in, um, um, the, the mockumentary uh spinal Spinal tap Tap. she was in this is spinal tap so she must have been i you know i don't really know a lot about this i probably should have studied this before she um must have been doing some kind of sketch or comedy or i'm sure she did improv or something but um,
2: okay since you've seen what is from what i gathered i what's the premise she's a she's a
0: well, much like Gilligan's Island, they explain it all to you in the opening theme I, That's
2: what I was going to say. This is old school opening where you get
0: the... <laughs> if you've never watched an episode, mm. here's what
2: happens. Yeah, she's a nanny for rich people.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, she basically worked in a bridal shop in Queens. Um, her boyfriend dumps her that owns the bridal shop. So now she's out on her, as they say, on her fanny. So she, the premise is she shows up at the Sheffield's house selling like Mary Kay, like cosmetics, but the, and, and just so happens that Mr. Sheffield, a Broadway producer, uh, a widowed Broadway producer desperately needs a nanny and he hires her. So that's how she comes to live there. And it's sort of a fish out of water story. You know, here she is from Flushing Queens in this nice, you know, Manhattan, uh, uh, uh brownstone, you know, um, and, uh, there's a butler. It's probably more than a brownstone. It's kind of a Park Avenue mansion sort of thing. But um, yeah, there's a butler, kind of a snooty butler. There's a competitive uh, uh, Mr. Sheffield's assistant, Cece, um, who's a, his executive assistant or like associate producer, I guess, or whatever. She's uh, you know very competitive with Fran. She's uh, frigid and yeah. snooty and rigid. You know, so complete opposites. And of course, so this this ray of sunshine fran drescher comes into the kids lives and shakes up their rigid british upbringing and the kids aren't british but the the father's british but um uh yeah so that's basically the premise of all these wacky hijinks that you know fran brings into uh into their their life and shakes up their life it's like every other
2: sitcom ever yes where (laughs) we
0: hire the the wacky fish-out-of-water person mm-hmm. to be our nanny, our babysitter, our gardener, our cook.
2: And this or, what was it, like, seven, eight years this yeah. was on? I got, ha! Oh, man. Anyway. People love
0: Fran Drescher.
2: They, they do. I'm sure well, they do.
0: this was a big deal. So there's something funny that goes on in this episode. A couple of things. So um, Charles Shaughnessy, that plays Mr. Sheffield, previously was part of a super couple on Days of Our Lives. So he played Shane Donovan who was a a secret agent and he was part of this big, high profile, Kimberly and Shane on Days of Our Lives. So when he all of a sudden shows up as the male lead in this show, it was kind of a big deal that this big soap star is gonna be in this sitcom. So that drew a lot of viewers initially.
2: Well, speaking of Days of Our Lives, that makes the guy who does the guest appearance.
0: That's what I was gonna say, yes.
2: So we will get to that. So they're opening a Broadway play,
0: Yes, yes, Mr. Sheffield's opening another Broadway play, they're, they're, they've, uh, you know, hoping for good reviews, Yes,
2: and they're trying to bribe the critics with gift bags.
1: Well, tomorrow's opening night, and we are completely sold out!
2: Thank God
1: Miss Fine has a large family. (laughs) Now, all we, all we need is some good reviews, and I think we might just have another hit on our hands. Well, I have sent gift baskets to every critic in town. Are you telling me you're bribing the critics? Trying to buy us a good review? Good thinking. Oh, Mr. Sheffield, my entire family is so excited about being invited to opening night. They want 12 chicken dinners, two prime ribs, and two kosher meals, if it's not too much trouble. Many fine. This is not dinner theater. No food? Aye, big mistake. If you feed them, they will come. <laughs> Well, if your relatives won't come without a feedback, I'll be happy to give them their money back and sell their tickets on the street.
2: I'll drop you off at your usual corner.
1: <laughs> Miss Fine, I can assure you, your relatives are going to love the play. It's a brilliant postmodern exploration of despair. No food and despair? Jeez, it sounds like my Weight Watch is mating.
2: To me, the best part of the episode, or the best part of the cast, is the butler. The butler is always making fun of his assistant. assistant. And so it's sort of like Fran and the butler versus versus Cece.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, the butler gets Fran, he likes her, he sees that she has the best of intentions with the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, She likes him because he always treats her nice. Yes. Well, maybe I will say there's some good writing in here. I'll explain what in a second.
2: Well, it turns out they want good reviews. They're sending gift baskets. The head critic sends back the gift basket. The, yeah,
0: the the guy who does the local TV news, you know, uh, the 10 o'clock news, live TV critic. Um, yeah, he sends his, sends his gift basket back. Now, it just so happens, Fran's standing in the kitchen. We've established what's happening with the show. Yeah. Fran's in the kitchen now with the youngest daughter and the butler and he's making them a picnic because they're gonna go to the park. And she's like, oh, you're making me a picnic. You know, that's nice. And she's like, the, the, the girl's like, the refrigerator's broken. If we don't eat it, you know, the food's gonna all go bad. Mm. But he's making this picnic and it comes up CeCe. So they, they CeCe comes into the kitchen and um, they're still talking about, you know, like uh, she, she says to the butler, oh, you were supposed to deliver that basket. You know, he's like, I did, but he returned it, Mm. you know, Um, and said he can't be bribed with his, you know, with this little cheap gift basket, which during this scene, so this is what made me laugh. Cece comes in with a dog. She comes in with a Pomeranian and I'm like, oh, it's Pomeranian. And for you listeners out there who may or may not remember, Mm. I've got two Pomeranians. So I was like, oh, and then I remembered that is Fran Drescher's Pomeranian Chester um, cause Fran Drescher loves Pomeranians and she had Chester for 19 years. And so this is her real dog. And it's a really cute moment because Cece brings the dog in and Fran goes, starts to go up to him and she's like, he doesn't like other people. Well, naturally when Fran takes the dog, it's her dog mm. and the dog's all excited and is kissing mm. her and licking her. And so it, it, of course it like irritates Cece that her dog, um you know likes fran and and growls at her and then they just put the dog outside but it's important because we need the dog later in the show so but i did think that was cute that that was chester because later on in what fran Drescher's uh sitcom that she had on uh tv land that she did right around the time that they were doing all those like um middle-aged sitcoms like Hot in Cleveland Mm -hmm. and uh and stuff like that um she brought her current Pomeranian um into that show as well and that was for that was for her um show Happily Divorced that was supposed to be kind of based on her true story of her first husband so anyway I just thought it was really cute that that was her Pomeranian in the show yeah, so that's when they, when they're standing in the kitchen, she mentions about the gift basket, CeCe mentions about the gift basket, and then what is it, Frank Smith, not Frank Smith, Frank, Edward, Frank something. And the little girl who's sitting at the table coloring says, I know somebody with that name.
2: She goes, oh, Frank Smith Jr. is in my right. class.
0: Right, right. So then they realize that's got to be the son of this critic. CeCe's devious mind Um Thinks that they should set up a play. Yes. We should set up a And the plating. little girl's
2: like, I don't like him. and
0: Yeah, that he's mean, he's a bully, he makes fun of her. And um, Cece doesn't want to hear any of that. She she thinks that Fran and, and the little girl should just, Maggie. Uh, no, not Maggie. Maggie's the older, Grace. Grace is the little girl. That, that they should go along with it. And Frank Bradley, Frank Bradley. That's who the critic is. That that they should go ahead and go on this play date. So she calls, CeCe calls Frank Bradley and under the guise of her being Grace's mother and just uh, uh, from the PTO phone list to kind of set up contact. PTA. The PTA. Cause she calls it the PTA. Yes. Would the phone number be on the PTA? <laughs> and Fran's like, that's the PTA. <laughs>
2: There's just terrible sitcom jokes through this entire episode. Just terrible sitcom. It
0: is so. It is 90s.
2: It is not Well, yeah, it is sitcommy. This is yeah. This is the definition of sitcom.
0: But the fact that the refrigerator is broken and the fact that we brought the dog in is really good because we need those things later.
2: Well, they both confront Mr. Shaughnessy. What is it, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Sheff- Sheffield? Mr. Sheffield. Mr.
0: Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield. Yes. And
2: he's like, well, you know. He's he's trying to make it sound that it'd be good for the children right, if they had right. play they,
0: they both go racing into his office to try, because Fran's like, you wouldn't make Grace play with some kid that she doesn't want to play with, right? And he goes, no, of course not, of course not. And then Cece's like, what if it was the son of, you know, Frank Bradley? Right. Oh, oh, well, well, actually, maybe it's good for her to learn mm-hmm. to play with people yeah. she doesn't like, you know. So Fran still doesn't want to do it.
2: No, but he makes her... And then we cut to the, par- and this is in front of a live studio audience. Yes. And we cut to the park because uh, because this is an incredibly cheap looking park. <laughs>
0: it's, set. All we ever see is the bench. Yeah. <laughs> you see the bench and some wood. You don't ever.
2: And the little boy. Is the little boy from Kindergarten, kindergarten, <laughs> kindergarten Cop who says vagina.
0: Goes, Boys have a penis, yes, girls have a, a vagina. vagina. A, a, but
2: yes, that kid. So
0: that little kid who was four during kindergarten cop is now like, I don't know, eight or nine
2: in this And on top of everything else, I hate child actors. I hate snotty child actors.
0: Well this kid's supposed to play it I know
2: tonight. he's supposed to play it and he plays it well. I just hate snotty child actors. <laughs> And this, kid, and he plays. He's just as pompous as his dad. So Fran sits down on a bench next to this woman. Yeah, oh, the little
0: kid's a pill. The kid's like, yeah, eh, I want give me some food for the squirrels. Give me a, this is stupid. I don't yeah. want I mean. to, you know. He, yeah, he's he speaks like an adult. He speaks yes. like a fil- He speaks like a theater critic.
2: Fran is started talking to this woman.
0: A pra- pregnant woman. I think. A pregnant
2: so. woman next to her that's and watching her. Child. The pregnant woman thinks that Fran has had these kids with two different people and doesn't know. You know. <laughs> this this,
0: scene so we, yeah we have this kind of weird Threes company misunderstanding yes. just random scene with this woman
2: yes so this is where you say some writing is good this is where the writing is bad it's like nobody talks like this no, nobody would explain the situation the way she did to make it sound like she- the
0: presumption is that the pregnant mom thinks that the that grace and frank bradley jr are fran's kids not understanding that she's the nanny which mm-hmm. any woman in new york would 50% mm-hmm. presume that this is the nanny And then store.
2: when she starts calling him Mr. This and Mr. That, she still, you mean, you call him Mr.? So she still doesn't put it together. It's but kind this of a, is,
0: that's a kind of a dumb scene.
2: Yes, it is a dumb scene. I mean, in real life, that would have been taken care of immediately.
0: I'm like, oh, no, I'm the nanny. Yeah. Is, these aren't my kids. Wah. I'm bored. Give me some food
1: to feed the squirrels. You don't need food. Just lie down and make believe you're dead. <laughs> Wait, does that kid have a mouth on him, or what? Does he take after his father? Who knows? I met his father for five minutes, and that was enough. Apparently. I didn't want him. Next thing I knew, he was on his way, and now I'm stuck with him. I'm just furious with Mr. Sheffield. The little boy's father? No, the little girl's father. The little boy's is Mr. Bradley. You call them both Mr.? Well, I don't really know either of them that well. <laughs> what? Oh, you think that me and them are there?
0: Oh, I'm the nanny.
2: Well, eventually the little boy gets, you know, starts getting on top of the little girl and starts pulling her hair. Yeah, and
0: you see them run yeah. across. The He's a brat.
2: He's a brat. He's not
0: listening to Fran. And
2: Fran hits him with a baguette. Right, from the, from the picnic basket. From the picnic basket and he's like i'm going to tell my dad i'm so scared and isn't your boss trying to put a you know a broadway play on and he does the thumbs down so yeah he's just a precociously little... i was
0: thinking though that kid even when he was little though was really good with dialogue and i'm thinking this kid's like 7 or 8 here and he has a lot of heavy dialogue for a kid in this show mm-hmm. like and so i was thinking that's probably why he got the job cuz he could handle the dialogue I...
2: It's like, it's weird. I don't have a problem with the actor. I just, it, just the, just kids like that in general just bother me in movies and stuff. I
0: was actually thinking, you know, I like everybody likes, loves Raymond. And one of the things I like about everybody loves Raymond is the kids are never like, a, like every once in a while there's a plot around, you know, uh, salad, has got to sell Girl Scout cookies or whatever, but it's never, you never get a smart alecky kid. Nope. The kids never take over the show. Nope. We never jump the shark and have a baby. We don't. Yeah, that's one of the things I actually like about that show.
2: Well, we go back to the house, they come in, and then he gets a call from um Frank Bradley. Frank Bradley. And then we get a typical sitcom-y scene. Oh, I'm sorry. This and Fran's trying to trying to explain and it's oh, I didn't, you know. He, the kid was a brat, and it wasn't my fault. Well, you're gonna apologize because we were trying to get this playoff thing. You know, yada yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah, it's once again, it's just typical sitcom stuff. There, there's uh, this is just all sitcom gags from start to finish. Yep, yep. Maybe I'm. I i do not know. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Basically, what he's saying is, I'm inviting him over with his son. You're going to apologize. Period. End of sentence.
0: Yes, Mister Sheffield, in his stern.
2: And so during this, the butler is making snacks... And once again, we talk about how the refrigerator is broken. Yeah, don't
0: open the refrigerator. The refrigerator, we, only have, we can only open the refrigerator okay.
2: for... Steph and I did an episode of the Golden Girls on my Burt Reynolds and Charles Bronson podcast. Right. Dan Aykroyd is involved in this episode as much as Burt Reynolds was involved in that episode. <laughs> so Dan Aykroyd is coming. Don't worry. He yes, is coming. Yes. In hang this in there
0: in case you forgot Because YouTube I is- just
2: did an episode of Home Improvement with our buddy Sean. Uh Uh-huh. And Dan Aykroyd was in that episode quite a bit. Not in this episode. When the refrigerator was broken, I'm like, he's going to come in as his character from Saturday Night Live. So I totally knew that. He plays a character in Saturday Night Live. Butt crack and all that, but we'll get to it. But So once I found out, oh, the refrigerator's broken, we're waiting on the repairman, Dan Aykroyd is obviously the repairman, and I know exactly what character he's going to play. So on top of everything else, I knew exactly what was coming. Now, maybe if I was watching this for the first time and didn't know that Dan Aykroyd was in this, I yeah, might have been taking it. if you hadn't
0: by. told me, we're watching this for the Dan Aykroyd podcast, I wouldn't, you know, it would have been a surprise. It right? would
2: have been a surprise. But knowing this, like, on top of all the, all the lame jokes, it's okay, and I'm going to know the surprise ending as well. But the critic comes over with his son, and the critic is played by Eric, Eric Brayden, Braden, who is...
0: Victor Newman on Young and the Restless, and he's been a a million trillion years.
2: (laughs) Yes, I've never seen an episode of that, but I know him. Yes, I know him from that soap because whenever I'm in line at Kroger, there's always Soap Digest, and his picture is always on it.
0: Well, remember Mister Mom, he watches Younger the Wrestling. Yes, he talks about Victor and, and Nikki. Yeah, and, I mean that t- Victor and Nikki have been around for they
2: uh, and they're they're still on the show, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, they're still. So he's been around forever. So here's another thing. So he comes in as this snooty theater critic. He played the exact oh same role <laughs> on Mary Wait, Tyler that's... Moore. He played the exact, not the same character, but the exact, exact same. same snooty yes. role on Mary Tyler they, Moore, they
0: hire a, which is he, a much
2: better sitcom, people. <laughs> which is a much better sitcom. They
0: hire a restaurant and art, like a culture critic. A culture critic. At WJM, and he hates everything, and he's a snoot, and he takes Mary out to dinner, and is dismissive. And I thought, I can't see you and I. I swear.
2: And he, and on Mary Tyler Moore, he makes fun of the station. Yes. Which eventually gets him fired.
0: Right. Right. So, yes, it's basically, (coughs) again, I'm thinking, you're thinking, who could we get? Oh, you know what would be fun? Let's get another soap Soap Because that happens frequently in The Nanny, just so you know. Soap stars show up all the Um, time in the show. There's another episode where um, Mr. Sheffield wants to hire a famous actor for one of his shows. And the famous actor is Stephen Nichols from Days of Our Lives, who played Patch. And he'll only do the
2: show if Fran will go on a date with him. <laughs> I love
0: that you recognize that same character from Mary more That cracks me up.
2: So he comes over with his son.
0: And they're snooty. And, and they're,
2: they're snooty and they're shitty. Fran half-ass apologizes. And he's like, well, I'm not going to accept it. And then... She's like, I've got to walk the dog, and then she calls the dog in, and the dog comes in.
0: Well, because the butler has brought out some finger fingers, food finger sandwiches. that he's personally prepared. Yes.
2: The kid takes it, and he's going to eat it, and he's like, it's made for real children, and he puts it back.
0: Real children's fingers. Real
2: children's fingers. And then finally, uh, Mr. Sheffield gets tired, and he tells him off. He's like, I'm tired of kissing your ass. Uh, you know, I'm going to take my chances, so why don't you and your son leave Oh, before that, the dog comes out and bites Frank Bradley. And he's like, I want that dog put down. And Cece's like, yep, we'll put him down. Right. So.
0: Right. Because Fran's like, what? You know, because the, the basically the dog is, say, like, backing up Fran. Like, the guy's getting in her face. Yeah. And he bites him.
2: It's, and, it, and that's a very awkward... He grabs... It's like... It's very... They really can't have I know much. they really can't... But it's just a really awkward looking scene... Where he quote unquote bites him. He doesn't bite him. He doesn't come close. They do the best they can... In front of a live it's audience. just
0: out of the camera. With a live dog. Camera. Yeah.
2: But they leave... And then the theater critic... He makes a point of bending down... Picking up a finger sandwich... And eating it. I'm like... Well that's coming into play. Because it was so freaking obvious... It's, they just, they just linger on him eating this, and then we cut to a bar, and they're, they're
0: wait it's after the show, it's after they're, the show, they're, they're w- waiting for the reviews, which you see in every show about New York where there's a Broadway show and it's opening night, they're all waiting for the reviews, mm-hmm. they're waiting for the late edition yes. paper, they're waiting for the local
2: news. And Fran does two, I wouldn't say questionable joke, but two Asian jokes, she goes, uh, one joke, she says, my grandmother had more chins than a Chinese phone book. right. And then this, and then she goes. I like the play, but the theater—what, five hundred people, two ladies' stalls—it's like Tokyo in there. Well, it turns out the critic got food poisoning, and so he wasn't able to review. So they go to the person on the street. We're going to go
0: to the we're going to go to the people in the street. And it's
2: Fran, and she gives it a big thumbs up. Basically, the butler—he's blaming it on the fridge, but he gave. <laughs>
0: The butler kind of wink-wink realizes he gave them... Uh, cause, oh, because remember, Cece said, my stomach's been turning all night. Mm. Well, Cece ate the finger sandwiches, too. Yeah. But she thought it was just nerves about the show. Mm. Uh, but the butler kind of knowingly gave them the bad...
2: And that's food. probably why he scared the kid away from eating it.
0: Right. And that happens a lot in the show, where the butler has the family's back Yeah, and does some kind of like subversive thing that you don't realize till the end where he's like, well, mm. wink, wink, yeah. you know, it was him that did it.
2: Well, so he, so Mr. Sheffield grabs Fran and kisses her. And I, and this is something that was in sitcoms a lot where where women were touched and grabbed and kissed. Now, she didn't mind it, but a lot... Of-
0: well, there's already sexual tension between the two of them at this point in the show. Yeah.
2: Yes, but in a lot of these sitcoms, women are just touched without their consent all the time.
0: All the time. All the
2: time. And and once again, that would not fly today.
0: But this this is any different than in like Who's the Boss? with? No, no. You know, I mean, Cody no, no this was, kids, no, no, across
2: you know. the board, across yeah. the, back to the 60s. Oh, you're so pretty. And they would just kiss a woman on the cheek without her, without her consent. Right. And then we go to... So
0: yeah, they kiss each other. There's a little moment. Because remember, this is still just the first season of yeah. Nanny. They actually, yeah, there's
2: 15 more. They
0: actually get married down the line. Yeah, and, I remember and that. that. Uh, but this is kind of the beginning of the little sparks between them. and um, So yeah, they're all...
2: Now we cut back.
0: So, so the show's not over the yet. The show's not over
2: yet. <laughs> And we cut back, and To the it's kitchen. To the kitchen, and then the, it's like the last of our food is gone, and then we hear the doorbell, and... He's well. like,
0: it better be that repairman. Yes,
2: and Fran's like, who are you going to call? And Dan Aykroyd comes in, Frostbusters! <laughs> I'm here, look at your fridge. Well, that makes it official. Our final perishable has perished. <laughs> and there's the repairman in the nick of time.
1: Well, listen, the man is highly in demand. This is a very sensitive piece of equipment. Who are you gonna call? Frostbusters.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just come look at the old prisoner. Uh, well, actually, it's a sub zero. <laughs> Not anymore could be a condenser problem i think you got a crack we
1: got a crack
2: you No, know, i think this repairman must all shop at the same store yeah the gap <laughs> and he gets a big applause they
0: just let him do his. they thing. let him
2: do his Dan Aykroyd thing for a 30 to 45 seconds he bends up, it's like this is the exact character he played on Saturday Night Live
0: so he's the repair guy he bends over to check the fridge we see his butt, butt crack.
2: crack Fran and the jokes. Fran and the Cutler make a couple jokes boom we cut the credits and then we have a po- we have a credit scene. while the credits are playing once again this was in front of a live studio audience And she brings out Dan Aykroyd. Yeah,
0: Fran Drescher comes out. I don't think the show always ended like this. I I haven't watched a lot of episodes of The Nanny, and I can't actually recall if I've watched a lot of the closing credits. But so she's out there in front of the live audience with the other the rest of the cast, saying, um, "How about a big hand for my friend who I'd do anything for? Mm. I do, you know, uh, Dan Aykroyd." And he comes out and gets big applause Mm. and. They all start dancing, and so it's this
2: happy. Yes. So, way. that's this is an d- episode of the Dan Aykroyd podcast where he was in 45 seconds of the sitcom. <laughs> I did not know that when I picked this. And I'm like, holy <laughs> crap. I thought it would be more, but he's well, not. Well,
0: it's no worse than she's having a baby and he's in the closing credits. At least this, he's actually in the content. Of yeah,
2: the- that's true. <laughs> It was like the refrigerators broke. When he's gonna? Oh man, he's not gonna get there until the last forty-five but seconds. I like, of this.
0: I did like how the plot points are all lined up. Like we saw the dog earlier. We know the dog loves Fran. The dog defends Fran and bites the theater critic. We set up the refrigerator being broken early in the show. We come back and touch yeah. on it again, and so it makes those. So none of the stuff that's resolved at the end just totally comes out of the no. Plot. It
2: doesn't come out of nowhere, but it's just. I, I, it was just terrible.
0: Well, it is funny when you watch a show like that compared to like we can't really compare like a single cam like The Office or Parks and Rec. I'm trying to think of a current.
2: There, there aren't many sitcoms like that. Three if, camera sitcoms anymore. But if
0: you look at like uh, you know even in the, the the in the 90s you had you know that was Home Improvement, uh, Family Matters, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But Seinfeld is different. Mm-hmm. Seinfeld, you can't count like Seinfeld, yeah. The Wonder Years. Those are those are different. Um, uh, Boy Meets World. Did you ever watch Boys? Oh
2: Meets? well, yeah. It was what TGIF, Family Matter, Full yeah. House, all that. But
0: even like those family, like Full House. Yeah, I guess Full House is like that too. Um, you know, but even the reboot of Full House though is, is kind of like the the um, old Full House. You know, it's got that same.
2: Talking. Yeah, this—I mean, I—I I actually thought this was the '80s. It was so cheesy and so corny and so sitcommy, and like half the jokes don't land. It's just—it's just the amount of jokes. So it's it's funny. just like it's—it's it's just like it's like a, ja- a boxer just jab and jab joke joke. I was
0: thinking this must have been a delight to Charles Shaughnessy though, because having done so much heavy stories by the way he is currently on general hospital i still watch General hospital mm. i've watched general hospital for 40 years he is now on general hospital playing victor cassadine mm. the evil victor Cassidy. he looks great um and he still got his still got his chops mm. and so it was a real delight when he joined the cast of general hospital so um and yeah and actually i personally thought fran's uh, uh tv land sitcom Um, was really cute about her, her, she and her gay ex-husband, which again, loosely based on her actual real life, it was, I think it was post-cancer, I think she did it after she had cancer, so... Um, And hey, she's a fellow Pomeranian lover. I can't deny her that.
2: All right. Well, as you can tell from me, I just thought this was just awful. I thought it was, I mean, it was just total sitcom crap. But that's the stuff that I watched back then. And I mean, I'm not, everything was like that. It's, that's just how, that's just how sitcom was.
0: I wouldn't go out of my way to watch the nanny. No. And, and I probably and
2: after seeing this I probably wouldn't watch another but episode.
0: But I have definitely watched it before when there's been like nothing else on and it's like the nanny or I've caught Well the when end of when the I nanny. came over
2: here, like the Andy Griffith show was on. And just the scene between Don Knotts and Gomer Pyle, it was like that was just those two characters. It wasn't it wasn't sitcommy, it was just character driven. You know, no corny joke I mean there were corny jokes, but it was based on the it was just it was just night and day compared to this. And I, and like you said, I, 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 I this is the only episode... I'm just basing the entire series on this episode.
0: <laughs> you ever seen a Disney sitcom? Those are...
2: No, yes. I have, I have friends who have... Those are just... Those are insulting. <laughs> those are... They are insulting to children and adults. They are just... Yeah.
0: Talk about over the top. And yeah, over broad. the top. Over
2: the top, broad, stupid. And this came close. But yeah, so this was... <laughs> We did this episode for forty-five minutes of Dan Aykroyd, it, or forty-five got, seconds of Dan Aykroyd. If
0: you've got HBO Max and you love Dan Aykroyd, it's can, on Tubi. You can you can watch it on Tubi. You can watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. Fast forward to the end, and you can see Dan. Aykroyd. No, I
2: mean, I'm sure this. I'm sure the Dan Aykroyd clip is on
0: YouTube.
2: But no, I am not lying. When I, it's thirty to forty-five seconds, I that is it.
0: If when they brought the script out, if they were like. At, they had to have had it cast before the table read on Monday. So I wonder if when they pitched it, whose idea it was to, you know, if they were like, hey, we should get Dan Aykroyd to do this. Cause...
2: I know him. I was in a movie with him.
0: Right. Or, or if, the, would... if or if he
2: was in town, he was on the lot, he was just... Well,
0: I don't think... I have a feeling this that scene was not a part of the original script. And at the table read, Fran was like, I got a crazy idea. Let's get Dan Aykroyd to come in to do, you know, this little part at the end. Because... You didn't need to have that scene. No. Or Any actor could have they done that. They could have that. had any just scene between her and the butler. Any
2: guy coming in showing his ass would have worked. All right. Well, that's it. This has been kind of an episode of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. <laughs> I am not a fan of this episode, and I probably won't watch another episode of The Nanny. Steph has seen more episodes.
0: I have seen more episodes. I've even seen the movie Beautician and the Beast. I, I've character. seen parts of that as well. <laughs> it's basically a movie version of The Nanny.
2: All right, well, that's it. Well, I want to thank my guest, Steph, for being on this short episode. Yes. Thank God. And uh, we'll see everybody here next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Bye.
1: To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. <sighs> Mr. Dan Aykroyd.
2: has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.
0: Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thanks for the tip.